Welcome to the Alternative Data Podcast. Welcome to the Alternative Data Podcast, powered by Exabel. I'm Mark Fleming-Williams. In this episode, I speak to Jared Broad of QuantConnect, the open source quantitative trading infrastructure. In our conversation, Jared and I explore QuantConnect's unique model as it helps a growing stable of smaller quant funds compete with the more established market players using alternative data. Meanwhile, if you have a notable or new data set that you would like to discuss on the podcast, get in touch. So in this episode, I'm joined by Jared Broad of Quant Connect. Thank you very much for joining today, Jared. My pleasure. Thank you. Um, so, Jared, you are the CEO and founder of Quant Connect. Um, why don't we begin by just why don't you just introduce what is Quant Connect in a kind of you know elevator pitch? Um, what 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 is Quant Connect? Quant Connect is infrastructure for quantitative engineers to build algorithmic trading strategies. It, the, the, the level of difficulty to build a quant fund or to build a quant strategy is just insane. Uh, the amount of data and engineering you need to get in place uh, is far, far out of the reach of many individuals and, and small companies. So Quant Connect enables those people to be able to compete in the space. We provide uh, institutional caliber quantitative trading technology, uh, access to hundreds and hundreds of terabytes of financial data. And those people can come into our, our cloud ecosystem and they can design anything they want and deploy it through to any of the brokerages that we support all within seconds. Fantastic. I think we've hit our floor on the elevator. So, uh, so got, to, got to back out. <laughs> um, Jared, uh, an astute listener will uh, notice your New Zealand accent. So, and you're, you're from the University of Auckland and um, it's where you studied. So you're a Kiwi, but I also happen to know that um, Quant Connect and yourself are based in the Miami area. Um, why Miami? How did how did my how did the Kiwi wash up on the east coast of uh, of the US? We've we've had a we've gone from um, New York. I absolutely love New York, and spent a lot of time in Brooklyn. And then uh, I got married, and uh, we had a baby coming, and we jettisoned from New York to Seattle, and got a house and, and some greenery, and we were for the last three years in in Seattle, and. Uh, just it's cold and dark and we're a long way from family with with a new baby and so um we we moved to uh florida recently um and it's like COVID hasn't happened here and it's sunny and we've got lots of family here so it's it's really nice to be based in florida that makes sense and it's it, it strikes me that you're a man of geographical extremes you never you never just go to the to the neighboring place it's always from from new zealand you know to new york and then across the whole country to seattle and then down to florida i, I wonder what's next is it down to down to the bottom of argentina perhaps is, is next i would think um, it becomes it becomes harder to move when you have kids but um yes but yeah, but maybe now, now we have two and they're, they're entering school but uh 
Jolly good. Well, you seem to be with with a with a bit of a wave heading towards towards Miami. Um, there's clearly a clearly a thing going on there. But um, okay, brilliant. So let's get let's get into it because Quant Connect is um, is not a new is not a new thing. Um, so you are the CEO and founder, as I say. You founded Quant Connect in August 2011. Um, how did that come about? I was traveling extremely um, and ended up doing some humanitarian work and uh, having a lot of downtime. And in my downtime, I started to build a quant strategy for myself. And uh, I just got absolutely enthralled by the the entire process. And before I knew it, I'd spent two years full-time building an algorithmic trading infrastructure, building a fund, designing some algorithms, and um, eventually deploying them live and, and building up some sort of track record. And it was a um, it was a very eye-opening experience to the to the barriers that people were going through. And um, that's when the idea for Quant Connect came about to try and open source all of that infrastructure that we had built to try and make it so that other people could do it much easier. Um, can I can I can I press you on that a little bit because I, I I'm looking so you were you were studying biomedical engineering until 2007 and then you're traveling and then suddenly you're creating quant how how did that come about how do you get from how do you how do you start dabbling in creating quant strategies I, I've always loved the markets um, I think I was uh, a very average uh, manual trader in the markets. And so after trying my hand at manual trading for a while, I thought, okay, I, I have to automate this because I, I can't trust my emotions and I need to, to step out. Um, and so, you know, coming from biomedical engineering, I was like, okay, I can build this. This can't be too hard, as every engineer says. And um, that's where it kind of turned into a multi-year endeavor <laughs> because the, the yeah, it's, it's really hard. Yeah. Okay, so you started thinking. So you, so you sampled. You, you, you tasted the the frustration of of trying to create quant strategies yourself and trying to create the automating. And you thought, presumably, I, I'm not. I'm I'm probably not alone in this. And and so there is a there's a clear pain point that that actually it's it's hard to do. So maybe I can help others do it and and etc. So um so so take me onwards. So we 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 built the entity we uh started to build the technology and it's a it's a a very heavy build out process to 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 build something that needs to run all of this quant technology in the cloud and make it relatively easy for people to use and so there's a there's all the data the core financial data that people need to be able to run analysis and simulations on and then of course you know there's all the alternative data and all the um the orthogonal data sets that people want to use inside their strategies. So over the next few years, we were building um, brokerage connections, building support for alternative data and different custom data sets, uh, building the ability for people to to import their own data sets dynamically from from remote sources. Um, And then eventually we we added uh, end-to-end live trading. So they could then take their strategies from the research phase and deploy them through to brokerages. So, so that's eventually. Um, I'm struck by the fact that you're talking about alternative data so early um, in terms of if this began in August 2011, what kind of alternative data are we talking? Was how, how this being the alternative data podcast, then I'm, I'm kind of, you know, obsessed. Um, how, uh, how 
what kind of alternative data um what was it was it central to your vision alternative data or was was creating the right quant tooling central and alternative data increasingly became kind of something that that required because that's what quants are interested in a bit of both uh we we're also very bandwidth constrained it's just an enormous amount of work to to be done so with alternative data as well, there's just thousands and thousands of data sets out there. Mm. And so um, there's only so much we could do at one time. So in the uh, 2015, 2016s, we were doing Estimize and um, a few other uh, data sets that we were hard coding into the open source project. Um, but then as, as time went on, we developed ways of making the data more like a plugin so that we could expand it and we wouldn't need to hard code it in the data uh, in the, sorry, in the open source project. Um, but it's always been, uh, I've always been aware that quants should be using as many orthogonal sources of data as possible. What do you mean by orthogonal? Sorry. There's just a strong bias for relatively new quants to just look at the price action and to apply technical analysis of some form um, and, and expect that to generate alpha. Um, but we try to present it to the quants as in you need to find a cause and effect relationship. So, um, the, the, the sun, the, there's great weather in Florida. And so that creates better orange juice crops this year. And so the futures market will produce more oranges. And so the, the supply will increase and, and the price of the futures contracts will go down, assuming demand stays the same. So it's kind of like a cause-effect relationship between weather and the futures crops. And if you can draw that, it's a much stronger strategy. Which means that you need to understand what's going on in your quant strategy. You can't just say, oh, well, it worked and it worked for the last five years. So um, we can hope that it's going to carry on working for the next five years. Right. And that's kind of the, the, the core um, benefit of alternative data is you can develop a lot of different um, inputs. And uh, some of them can have cause-effect relationships. And we're we're very aware that we're we're it's just one opinion. Um, for example, uh, relatively recently, there was the the book that was released, "The Man Who Solved the Market," mm. and it went deeply into into rentech and how they work. And it was fascinating because they have the exact opposite thesis. <laughs> they 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 believe that who who cares how something works? It just we found a correlation. Let's just trade it, <laughs> and and then when it stops working, we stop trading it. Which is really fascinating because um, uh, they're successful and they've been doing it for thirty years. I mean that 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 to me suggests perhaps that their approach is is they kind of they gr they grip a strategy lighter, you know, in terms of uh, you mm -hmm. don't put it all on red if you don't know why red keeps coming up. You you right. kind of and you've got to you've got to always you've always got to hedge your bet. Well, be a hedge fund, but you've always got to head head your bets um, an awful lot. Because if it stops working, you need to be able to quite nimbly back out of it and move on to the next one, perhaps. Um, right. Which which sounds like the smarter thing, because who knows? Like in that analogy about the weather, maybe the demand changes and then the strategy goes out the window. So your your cause effect relationship is meaningless. I I find there's a I find there's a there's a kind of daily example of this, which is the every day the the Wall Street Journal or, or whichever financial newspaper has to try and explain what happened in the market yesterday. You know, it went up, and this is the main reason why it went up. And maybe they're right. You know, I mean, right. maybe that maybe the economic historians are what the the final ones who who have a say on on the reason it went up. But it is a it's a divination sometimes, and and it can feel a little bit like 
look, they've all just agreed it went up for that reason, mm. you know, and, and it's a, uh, and, and, you know, no one can prove them wrong, but, um, but yeah, so that, that feels like a risky way, but, but I don't want to, I'm like, I don't want to, I don't want to challenge the, the, the concept, but, um, but so let's, I feel like, um, let's get to grips with, with Quant Connect. So we have a, um, it's been developing over years. Um, the talk of hard coding, it sounds like you've been doing a lot of, a lot of kind of, um, nose to the grindstone work on it yourself in terms of actually creating it, but it's, it's a cloud based, um, platform. I don't know if you'd agree with that, with that, with that, um, terminology. Um, and it allows you to bring in alternative data and, uh, implement your own quantitative strategies and then use it for live trading in the markets is that is that a is that a summary is there anything major missing from that from that picture it's close yes so it's a cloud platform uh it allows you to bring in your own alternate alternative data but uh for the existing data so we've implemented about 40 different data vendors so far from many um, well-known alternative data vendors, and uh, they're fully integrated. They're they're, they're synchronized in their timestamps. They've got all the securities linked, so um, users don't need to worry about corporate actions or dividends and, and tracking and, and mergers and the listings of companies. Uh, with just one line of code, they can say ask for Apple data, and then with one more line of code, they can ask for give me streaming news on Apple data. On Apple. So with just those two lines of code, you've got the basis for some sort of sentiment strategy or some sort of news event strategy. Um, and we've got about 40 different data vendors that we've integrated like that. So we've got um, Extract Alpha and, and Brain Sentiment, and there's just such a rich library there of um, alternative data for people to start playing with. Extract Alpha, I've had on this podcast before. Brain, I think I'll be having soon. Um, what do you, um, is, there a, is there a defining factor which, which, um, which uh, unifies those, those data providers? Is there something you look for in a data provider to partner with? Is there something about them which makes them more likely to be a ConConnect data provider? So there's, there's two parts to this. There's um, the data vendors have to have uh, a certain level of maturity because you, we want to give the quant community building off quant connect, uh, confidence that the data would be delivered on time and is of a reasonable quality. Um, and then as well, they need to have a, at least a year of track record, um, because in order to run a back test, to run some sort of research on it, ideally the data needs at least a year of, um, data to, to run that simulation. And then the other part of it is um, QuantConnect uh, uniquely enables these individuals and these fund startups to be able to build a quant fund. Mm -hmm. We see them as uh, relatively independent uh, quant investors versus the, the major institutions that uh, data vendors are used to selling to. So there's a very common... Um, uh, client base in the in the alternative data industry you've got all the the mega funds with sort of five billion plus in aum and um the data sets uh tend to sort of range on the higher end because it, there's only a pool of clients and they need to sell to um to to a, to a set pool of clients and there's, so there's a whole there's an expensive uh, so there's a high cost 
to create the alternative data sets. Um, so what we find is that sometimes Quant Connect can help those alternative data vendors sell to those smaller funds where it isn't economical for them to sell to currently. Because if they were to try and sell to funds with, say, 50 million AUM, they uh, it just wouldn't pay the cost of the salaries and the salespeople and the cost of producing the data. Mm. Where on, on Quant Connect, they're able to, to load it into Quant Connect with our help. And then um, we can help them get distribution to those um, to those startup funds. Um, before and I think I'd say that's the the commercial model. I think is 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 very important and very interesting. And and I want to come to it. One more one more um, coming back a little bit again because I'm seeing your LinkedIn. You say you're creating the Linux of finance, and you've talked about the fact that it's open source. So just dwelling a little bit more on the model. Um, are people building it around the world? Are is the is the global community of um, coders essentially and and kind of quant minded coders? Are they um, building quant connect together, or what do you mean by open source? We look at the the quantitative finance industry, and we think that it's basically currently has the mindset of the eighties. Everyone, every brokerage is publishing a fixed API and every alternative data is vendor is publishing a, a REST API. And then they're expecting every single client to go and implement to their APIs. And uh, that the, the kind of parallel to that, if you were to, to translate it over to the modern consumer space would be like, you plug in your mouse and it pops up some API documentation and in order to use your mouse, you have to go and implement the REST API of the mouse. And then all of a sudden, then you can use your mouse. And you know, since the 80s, Linux and Windows have created standard, standardized interfaces. And people have created device drivers so that and open source them so that you could just plug in your hardware and it would just work. Um, so we think there's an enormous opportunity to, to, to create that kind of open source operating system layer for quantitative finance, where every data set is integrated ideally with a standardized interface and every brokerage and exchange uh, destination for trading is also integrated and, and implemented with a standardized sort of device driver kind of interface. And so we are, um, we are open sourcing a lot of the work that we do to try and push that space forward where we can encourage the world to go towards this sort of open source quant finance layer. It's a method. I mean, and I think, I think many people have cried out for a long time saying that what this sector needs is standardization. A huge amount of the inefficiencies are caused by the fact, as you say, perhaps that each data provider comes with a, up, up with their own data. And, and then, you know, one of them's doing it in, Frankfurt and one's doing it in Seattle and and you know they're they're and then they've got to lay it onto potentially different types of market data and there's just lots of different ways of doing this and there hasn't yet been the agreed centralized format and form and and um of which to which everyone can kind of um fall into line essentially you know and 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 just we all agree that we're going to be doing dvds now you know it, it's it's um 
well, actually, Betamax versus VHS was the example, wasn't it? When uh, when we needed all to do be doing VHS, and then suddenly the, the the videotape industry could take off. It's it's a little bit like that. And so your solution potentially is this democratic. Let's create something which other people can. Uh, are other are other people having input into it, or are you just you you've created you've created a kind of a basic widget which um, you you uh, you welcome others coming to and building their own needs onto it, but your basic widget should hopefully become the basic widget for the whole market. So, just just going back, there, yes. there's a few reasons why um, it, it is the way it is, and so people have been crying for standardization. But then there's no incentive for people to create that standardization. And I, and I completely understand why the industry hasn't made any progress towards it. It's because those hedge funds, they create all those, those integrations to a thousand data sets and have invested $10 million of, of, of developer time. And so the barrier to the next hedge fund getting all of those integrations is enormous. Mm-hmm. And they, they just can't catch up. To, to that sort of thing. And so there's never been an, an alignment of incentives to do it. Um, and so what, why I'm optimistic about how, why we can do it is because we're the first company that really has that economic incentive. We, we are creating all of those open source data sets and we want our ecosystem to be as big as possible. We want to have as many people as possible using our open source project and by serving a very underserved market of, of all these quants, we can do that. We can sort of open source all of these data vendors um, integrations. The data vendors can get more sales because they can serve a target of the a part of the market they could never even access before. And also we can sort of push the world of finance forward. <laughs> you know, we can sort of drag it kicking and screaming into, into 2022. Um, and so, yeah, that's, that's, um, that's why I'm, I'm bullish that we can do it. But so then the the input, yes, we've just been um, working closely with with the community um, in Quonkinex community. There's about two hundred thousand people, um, all of them engineers and quants, um, and so we we work with them a lot and get a lot of feedback from them. And then um, every single data set that we onboard, there's new lessons that we learn. And so for the first thirty or so. We were making constant changes to the code base to try and um, fit all of the different types of alternative data. But now um, it's pretty cookie cutter. Now we can support virtually any alternative data. And um, it's just from sort of getting a few of them under our belt. Do you, um, is this process, is it making it easier to um, push two alternative data sets together? Yeah, so inside our, our engine, the, the kernel that handles the modeling and the, the synchronization of the data and all of the security tracking, um, it takes all of the different data sources, which are all synchronized in time and, and have their own security tagging and, and merges it all together and pushes it through into the algorithm. So from the the quants point of view, when he's consuming 10 different alternative data sources, it all just arrives at one moment of time in a backtest or in a research notebook. It's a a synchronized flow of time through the strategy. And then they can take that same piece of code that they were just simulating on a backtest and they translate it to real time. 
and then the algorithm is running on the real flow of time. Um, so it does, it, it solves that mosaic problem. How much does the quant know about the underlying data sets? Um, for each data set, we create a, a documentation and, and page for it where it shows uh, with the help of the vendor, we draft the content and um, explain to the quants, the quants in our community how to use it. And then we also publish a research notebook with a with a suggested strategy where we can sort of do some research and come up with an idea and test the data and, and how you might want to use it. Um, and so there's, there's hopefully a really solid landing block where they can start off from. Um, but, but is a quant, so is a quant coming to Quant Connect? So is a quant coming to quant, to quant Connect? And then what's the process? A quant comes to you. Well, let, let's get into the commercials. How, how is this, how is, how is money changing hands? Are the, are the data providers receiving, receiving a kind of flat fee for being part of Quant Connect? Or are they, or is Quant Connect a route that, you know, all of these, as you say, 50 million AUM funds uh, can, uh, they'll sign up to Quant Connect and then they'll tick boxes to say, yes, I want Extract Alpha and I want this. And then like Spotify, then Extract Alpha will receive the, the royalties or whatever. Um, how, does, how, does that, how does that function? It's a, positioned as a data market. So uh, each vendor sets prices uh, that can be a fixed price per, per period, per month or per year, or a price per seat. So they can um, set those prices as they like. And then the funds can come along and license the, the data. And um, QuantConnect adds a, a market fee of about 30% to it. Mm-hmm. And with that, we can keep the data updated every day so that the, the quants research is using the latest data. And then we also distribute the alternative data through into real-time trading. So when they deploy that strategy through and they're, they're looking for the streaming news feed, they just instantly get it to their live trading environment as well. Um, yeah. Got it. And so they, so essentially each, each of the data providers needs to kind of be attractive in their own right um, and do uh, kind of, they need to, um, are, they, are they competing with each other for your customers' eyeballs or are they, or is there, are you keeping just one type of data for one data provider? How is, how is that, how is that working? We, we've been, we've been asked to do just one per, per data vendor, uh, per type, but it's uh, limiting, I think, for everybody. We're hoping that the more variety and the, the depth of the market will attract more people rather than trying to make it like a monopoly on a little piece of land would much rather go for a larger space um our vision really would be that there's no reason for those hedge funds to ever choose to start up anywhere else it's just a no-brainer you would never choose to write your own windows or to write your own linux operating system you would always choose to use one of the established ones because it's just a massive amount of work so if we have every single data set, every single brokerage integration, and it's all completely free and open source, there's no reason to do it anywhere else. Um, and so, so, so we you, hope that the data vendors see that bigger picture. For sure. So you're, and, and you know, you're, you've got, you're getting tomorrow's, you know, heads of tomorrow's ma- uh, super funds, uh, potentially. And so they can, they want to be, they want to be being used by these guys as they grow. Um, it's, so you're kind of a, you're, you're, you're a greenhouse for quants in a way, in terms of you're, you're helping the new ones, the new seedlings start. Um, is there a point, um, 
and you've had you've had great success stories, haven't you? In terms of in terms of uh, in terms of a uh, fund growing within the the Quant Connect uh, greenhouse, is there a size where you find they've kind of they're ready to 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 go out into the into the garden or out in the forest or whatever? You're, are you uh, is there a point or 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 some you know continuing to grow and you, they haven't you haven't reached the limit? That story will be told, I suppose, in in the in the coming years. At the moment, no. Um... They're, they're quite happy to keep growing within an, within the ecosystem, but we try to uh, make it that it doesn't matter whether they choose to grow in in our platform on on the website, um, or if they choose to grow in, independently, um, because we want to support them with services and data and everything they need, no matter where they are, whether they're online or whether they're you know on their own cloud or their own compute. So. Um, we open source large chunks of the of the code base to enable them to run it on their own premise with with their own modifications. So, um, just as an example, there's 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 a proprietary fund in Australia. They started using Lean in the cloud, even as a as a job interview tool, and then um, they took Lean on premise and they've built their own database and user interface, and they're running a, a future strategy with it on markets we don't even support like at the moment we only support you know us futures and they've gone and implemented singapore futures and so it's like um it's excellent for us because they're submitting bugs and fixes and they're submitting the the singapore market to lean to our open source project and um it's just making the technology better and better because they appreciate that there's no competitive advantage in the infrastructure the the competitive advantage is the strategy the sort of brain that's running all of this beautiful infrastructure. Um, and so by working with firms like that, no matter where they are, um, we're able to, to improve the ecosystem as a whole. What's the largest fund you've grown? Um, one that I can't name, but um, they, they grew from, from nothing to about one and a half billion um, doing complex uh, option hedging. So even even today, we're still one of the only, or the, or the only one that I know of that that can do an options backtest to do a sort of a complex modeled like options straddles kind of thing on a backtest on sort of historical equities um, is a really hard problem, <laughs> and and it's a it's a boatload of data. There's just terabytes and terabytes of data there too. And so running a, a historical simulation, you know, doing option margin modeling on this past data is um, a very tough one. And so we worked with them to, to build that feature into Lean. And then um, they launched their fund and they've gone really, really well. And, and they're still a client today. Mm. Do you keep do you keep track of of kind of total AUM in terms of how how much it all adds together? It sounds to me like you are building a kind of swarm version of a of a of of one of the the giant funds in a way, you know, or or or, or eventually the swarm could could be larger than the than the than the larger funds that we're familiar with today. Are, are you are you kind of do you have that vision in mind? Are you keeping uh, keeping an eye on how big your swarm is compared to the compared to the rest of the market? No, I haven't, but it's a really cool uh, uh, concept. I should I should do it. Um, I do keep an eye on the the research that the community is doing. Because I, I like to think of the largest funds in the world are maybe a thousand engineers, 
And with our community, we can have sometimes, you know, a thousand engineers building at the same time on our, on our platform. And um, so that puts us on par with the largest hedge funds in the world in terms of the research output that people are creating. Um, and I think we're just getting started. We're going to keep growing and we're going to bypass the largest funds in the world. And then, um, yeah, it, it's, a, it's a really fun emergent space because we are empowering this this whole demographic of people that that don't have any other access to it who is the demographic who would you say is your your um you know your your obvious client uh, it's not just i know so we talked about the kind of the 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 fact that they're kind of starting out they want to do a quant strategy but is there it strikes me they need to be pretty tech savvy. They need to be quite engineering minded potentially to to embrace this open source kind of code code heavy kind of um, approach. Would that be Would that be fair? Yes, it's fair, and um, we try our best to to educate to fill in the gaps. Um, so uh, a lot of people that that approach Connect start with a, a, a knowledge of coding and maybe not quantitative finance specifically. And so there's there's a spin up time for a lot of those people, um, but I'd say that the 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 demographic currently the user base currently are these uh, engineers, whether individuals or, or startups. It's roughly ninety um, percent individuals now, and about ten percent startups on the platform, and they are excited. Uh, about the markets and about and they have knowledge of programming and they're able to just get in there and start playing. And it, by using Quant Connect, we're able to make it fun because they don't need to worry about all the a lot of the plumbing, the grunt work of getting data and getting um, uh, routing, all the routing infrastructure in place and that sort of thing. Um, you know, going forward, I can see uh, as we hit the, the sort of minimum viable product for more and more funds. So for example, if you're a, uh, an equities fund uh, right now, we are absolutely perfect if you want to start up an equities fund. Mm -hmm. But if you're a, a European equities fund, we can't help you right now. Mm -hmm. so, so there's just, if you're an international futures fund, we can't help because we don't have international futures data yet, for example. So there's just like brick by brick, we're adding um, new data sets and new support so that we can, we can help more people. Um, but as we add more support for those people, I can see us um, being absolutely the only place that you know, to startups would want to be. So, Jared, what is? I think you've got a um, a, a WeFunder campaign underway. What, what's what's going on there? So, we are taking a few radical next steps in the company. Um, we've always had this vision that we want to be the Linux of finance, and recently we decided to take that leap, and we started to open source large chunks of our code base. As a, as a preemptive, we're going to live this mission. <laughs> there's there's uh, a lot of IP and work that goes into really maintaining a brokerage uh, connect, connection. And um, we've just open sourced 15 of them, um, ranging from interactive brokers, trading technologies, the Bloomberg EMSX network. And so um, we've, we've, we're taking that step. And part of that is that the people who resonate with this mission the most are the community that we serve. So we are not turning to VCs to try and fund this endeavor. We've decided to go to the community and say that if you want this open quant future, 
where you never need to implement another data set or brokerage connection, um, where you can have a competitive advantage against the biggest funds in the world, um, you should support this project because we are going to, and we're going to demonstrate with our, our actions, we're going to open source every little bit of this so that you can do it. And I was having a call with um, someone high up in one of the top three hedge funds in the world that I won't name. And and I was saying, you know, I'd love your support. And, I, and they said, but just, you know, wouldn't that be a conflict? Like, why would we support you? You would just be encouraging more competition. <laughs> and they were absolutely right. Because if we get uh, a $15 million fund equipped with the same alternative data of a, of a $100 billion fund, they will be competing head to head with vastly more assets. But still, it's, it's, a, it's a good thing for the world for there to be more diversity and competition in the financial markets. At the moment, there's this massive consolidation happening where all of the, the capital is pooling into the, the, the two sigmas and the AQRs and the millenniums because they have the assets to be able to hire those engineers and pay for that data. But that's going to result in this massive consolidation that causes flash crashes and, and all sorts of other weird side effects in our markets, like all this correlation one kind of behavior. So, um, so yeah, so we're creating a crowdfunding campaign and, and we're, we're seeking um, to, to finance this project from the community. Um, and so you can read more about that at wefunder.com slash quantconnect. And um, you can read all the financials of the business and get all the information about our plans. And we're going to try and execute it as quickly and as transparently as possible. Um, and so that's pretty exciting. Very exciting. Um, okay. And uh, apart from that, who would you like to hear from? It sounds to me you've got you've got 40, did you say, alternative data providers already signed up. Um, would you like to hear from more alternative data providers? What kind of... Um, what would what would appeal to them why would they be why why would they what what's what's in it for them for for the for the for getting involved with quant connect quant connect provides a, a great standardization a third party independent verification on your data set so that you can let your sales prospects look at your data test your data before they purchase it from you it also provides access to a much larger market of those individuals that you possi can't possibly support one-on-one -on -one because they might not represent uh, a large enough sales ticket. And so we can aggregate that smaller fund market for you and help you to um, distribute and sell to them more effectively. Um, in addition, it's a, it's a large community, so you get a lot of exposure in marketing and um, getting the word out there, improving the alpha in your data set can be one of the hardest things you have to do. If you're just one of a thousand funds presenting to a hedge fund, um, presenting them a PDF saying, hey, look at my PDF, I've got alpha. It's, it's very hard for them to, to know independently that you do. But with QuantConnect, we've got an independent um, core financial data set. So, so we, we curate and take care of our data so that when we run research that looks at your alternative data, we can say with some, some third-party um, stamp that um, this data is really interesting and you guys should buy it. Um, and so I, I really highly encourage alternative data vendors to, to reach out and um, we can set up a, a, a relationship and um, help you start getting more distribution and, and eyeballs on your data. 
Fantastic. Well, Jared, um, that's been really interesting. Um, I'm always I'm always keen for novelty, and this is definitely definitely new to me. So um, so thank you so much for for coming and and sharing the model with me, and um, and best of luck with all these exciting uh, exciting future that which is clearly lying ahead. Thank you so much, Mark. I really appreciate you having me on.